Hey friends, there's a few dates in particular coming up, which I'd like to see as many 12 and a half as possible in the next few months. Um, March 15th and 16th, I'll be headlining Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Uh, April 5th, I'll be at the Last Best Comedy Club in Bozeman, Montana. Uh, I'd love it if we could get some 12 and a half in the crowd for those, uh, those particular dates. And the first week of May, I'll be at the MGM in Las Vegas. Be fun to party with you there. TJ will be in Syracuse February 16th and 17th. Raleigh, North Carolina, the Improv, March 8th and 9th. And uh, if you want more details about his dates, go to tjmillerdoesnotthaveawebsite.com. And enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent-ish. This is Cashing In with T.J. Miller. So I wanted to end the previous episode and begin the next episode. Sorry, end this episode and begin the next episode by saying what I'm saying at the beginning of this episode and what I finished saying, finished the last episode with. uh, And that's that these Burger Party Wednesday t-shirts, I'm getting them made. You're going to be able to buy them. And I cannot wait to share Burger Party Wednesdays and in the t-shirts with you guys. And that is what we call the a time wrap. Let's do the time So now let's, let's, yeah, let's get right into the story. Story, story, bear, bear stories. Well, we were we were in Yellowstone and what I like to do when people weren't wearing masks on the trail Oh, I love this. I already told Kate about this. And I really workshopped it with the kids because I wanted to really do it right. And it had some different incarnations. But here's how it ended up. It is such a funny I was passing someone on the path uh, or on the, you know, the trail. And it was usually I would only do it with like more than three people because I like to see their reaction. And they weren't wearing a mask. I would act like I was in the middle of an argument with April. So brilliant. And I would yell out, I'd be like, honey, I, I got out of the hospital four days ago. I'm not contagious anymore. <laughs> and I would kind of pull my mask down and yell that at my wife. And like you were in the middle of an argument. But, and you wouldn't do that. Uh, would you do like, that in that voice? You do it in a real voice, right? No, I do it in a real voice. But I, So let's know, hear I, what it sounded like. Honey, I, I got out of the hospital four days ago. I'm fine. I'm not contagious. <laughs> I'm tired of arguing about this. And then I, but I, I pull my mask down to do it. Now the look on people's faces. It's and just, so good. It's so. Yeah, it really worked. It, it keep people away from us, but also my kids loved it and be like, dad, do it again. And they'd want me to do it even with people that were wearing masks. I'd be like, son, that's not really the point. That's not um, the point. Or, or they'd want me to do it with like a one, one person. I'd be like, we're not going to get the kind of mileage we want out of this. We can't burn it here. But um, there were a lot of incarnations to it, you know, um, but that was really the one that worked best where you'd have people like looking at each other like, Oh God. And, you know, early on when I would do it, um, it was like people would have sympathy because I was doing it wrong. You have to act like you're in the middle of an argument. It's like sneak-ins. We've talked about this. Best way to sneak into something is to act like you're in the middle of an argument with either your wife or somebody on the phone. 
Right. So you're, you know, as you're passing security, you yell out, that is not protocol. I'll see you on the mezzanine deck in 10 minutes and you've got some answering to do. No one likes to interrupt arguments. But yeah. And I tried that arguments. at the Bjork they concert and it didn't work. And then well, you, were, you weren't wearing a mask, but and it, you're pretty. No, but it, it, it was also, but it's also very funny that like your inner tube story, I was trying to get us in the VIP section. Then we finally, Kate said, let's just go to the section that we have. And we were in the VIP section. So I'd been trying to sneak into the section that our tickets yeah. were yeah. actually for. But yeah, the good. argument is great because nobody can interrupt you and you're not sort of musing to yourself. But And you also said you, you feel like they feel like they're overhearing something. They're hearing right. something that they weren't meant to hear. So then, it, so then it, yeah. must, it must be true. Way more effective. Um, you know, I've done this before, and this is going to bring to bring us to our triple banger lightning round question. question, one. One. question triple one. banger uh, lightning round. Oh yeah, Daddy Long Legs, come home for Christmas. <laughs> Daddy Long Legs came home for Christmas. Um, I've I don't know if you've ever seen me do this. But once in a while, when I get annoyed enough, I'll do it. My kids have seen me do it. Where I'll I'll stop and yell at a motorcyclist. Um, when they turn on their motorcycle, I'd be like, I have not. It isn't, it isn't loud enough. You've got, you need to turn up the, it's not loud enough. Turn up the exhaust. Yeah. Cause turn up um, your carburetor, daddy. Um, it's too soft. You know, you yell that at them and they'd be like, what? Your motorcycle is too soft. Um, so what's That's a better, good. you know what I do sometimes when yeah. I see a man who has some kids, I go, yeah. whew, there's some pretty long legs. Daddy. Oh, yeah. Daddy, those are long legs. Uh, you mind what? if I call you a daddy long legs? I mean, no or mention. Maybe you prefer if I call you Geraldine, the kitty whisperer. <laughs> Usually they say no to that and they'll go ahead with the uh, the daddy long legs. So what's a better test of manliness? A loud motorcycle, a tall truck, or a large collection of shoes? Of manliness? I love yeah. large collection of shoes. I probably will end up having a larger collection of shoes. Although I'm not a guy who wears shoes. Guy. I'll get I like having really comfortable great shoes. So I've got a few pairs of very expensive shoes, but I don't have a lot of different shoes. I'm not one of these guys that's got, you know, a closet full of fifteen pairs of sneakers or something. Although I do like cool sneakers. You have memorable shoes. My son Wynn sent you a birthday card. Yes, and he did. And it was it was part of the card that surprised me when I read it. When he was like, said something about how he liked your crazy shoes. Or yeah, something like that. yeah, and they so are memorable, memorable shoes because they're like two types of shoes becoming one almost. Yeah, that's one of them. Is that it's half gray, half black, uh, and they're opposite gray and black on either side. But those are Balenciagas, and those are really comfortable, great shoes. But uh, what I was going to say is that. Um, uh, you know, I think a tall truck, I think, I think a big motorcycle is great, but with motorcycles, there's always something where I'm going, it's not just that it's dangerous. I saw a guy with a really cool triumph motorcycle and he was speaking Spanish into the phone. So in Spanish, I sort of said, I like your motorcycle. And he was like, okay, whatever. Um, but a tall truck is very imposing. Maybe it's cause I like cars more, but I think a big truck, but I think we, I hope we're talking about the same thing. I mean, sort of a Hummer. Or a Jeep with really big wheels. Big wheels. Not not a flatbed truck. I don't I don't think that for some reason that doesn't strike me as manly. It's more kind of white trash a little bit. 
I'm I'm so into the I'm so we've talked about it. I'm so daydreaming about the Ford Bronco. Oh yeah, of course. And, well, see that would be a real uh, that would be a real test. Uh, I think I'd feel like a guy driving one of those. I like those. Yeah, they look great, right? I don't currently feel like a guy, but I think I'd feel like a guy. Yeah, I and I don't know if that's ever going to be within one reach. That's favorite, the tough thing. I know, I know. It's one of my favorite new phrases that Wynn uses all the time. Every time he's dirty or anything tough happens, he's always like, that made me feel like a guy. Really? That's what he's or a man. No, he says a man. He goes, that made me feel like a man. Like when he'll wipe out and I'll be like, are you hurt? I'll be like, I'm fine. That made me feel like a man. That's great. When did he come up with that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where he gets stuff, you know, it comes out of the... The ether, as it were. As it was. Uh, True player lightning round. Question two. Question, question two, two, two. two. Uh, cell phones, underachievers? Okay. Let me explain. Gonna, Let me explain. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to need yeah. a little bit of explanation. Okay. Where's my... I mean, where's my magnifying glass? Why, why, where's my... Why can't you make fire with your cell phone? Why can't... What... What the fuck? Well, like fire. It, 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 oh, it's the Swiss Army knife of phones. Why shouldn't it? Why isn't it a Swiss Army knife? Why? Why? Why am I? Waiting? Why <laughs> I do, can't I, like I make that. fire with my phone? Where's my mat? Where's my? Why can't it cut my grass? Why can't it do more? I think well, you're asking for big stuff, but I will say things like well, and, and it can magnify because you just go to your, you go to your, uh, you go to your camera and you just zoom in. That's a magnification. But I think you're right. It should be able to measure things you should be able to take a picture of something and yeah. it show you what the measurement is so yeah can it be other things like a ruler you know why can't why can't you actually write with it why doesn't it have a pen that you could so there there are some things why but it does so bigger? many I, don't give me this bullshit where people are like i like a big phone shut up don't don't insult me well, Who I wants think, a bigger phone? I think I, I think they like a big phone. no, they like a big phone because they're watching stuff on their phone now. A lot of people yeah, but, are watching. But it their should phone. it should start small and un, unfold to something big then because I don't want a big fucking thing in my pocket all the time. Right. Okay. So I just I'm I'm disappointed in phones. And I'm disappointed in what phones have done to our lives too. I gotta tell you, I was how long was I gone for? About a month. Man, I came out of the forest and I had I had over 300 like emails and that kind of thing, but I, th that doesn't bother me as much because some you know, there's business stuff going on too. But I had like, I don't know. I'm not bragging either. I'm saying that I have like 70 or 80 like text messages with people that were pissed off at me because they expect to be able to be reached. I should be able to reach. They should reach me at any time. I warned everyone I was going into the forest. You should right? be able to be reached. Like, yeah. You should be able to reach someone at all times. And here's the thing. And I think it's generational. I think anyone under 35 doesn't remember what it was like. And I don't know what your college experience was like. We used to call our parents from a phone in a dorm once a month. That's how much we talked to our parents. Yeah, we, we, had, our we, had, we, we had cell phones right about the time. I had a Motorola Razor. Okay, yeah. I think it may have caused my AVM, to be honest with you. I think really? I was on it enough that I think that the technology... Did your parents expect you to call more than like once a month? I guess maybe... Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. In fact, I, it was a little weird because I was talking to my mother almost every day while I was in college, just checking uh, in see, with See, that's the thing. I mean, I think it's a generational thing. I think there were, everyone under 35 was pissed off. I would get like three or four messages from the same person two or three days in a row. 
Like, where, where the fuck are you, man? And it was like, no, I, I'm not. This is why that cell phone needs to go in a drawer and where all people are taking meditation courses to try to understand how to control this thing because it's with you all the time. And it's I joked about it on stage. It's a Jehovah's Witness in your pocket. It's constantly yeah. knocking on your door. And you feel guilty because I love the people in my life. I want to get back to them. But at what cost? You're constantly getting back to people. No, it's you, not, have to, you have to, you have to teach. put it in a drawer. Yeah, well, you just you have to teach people. But some people don't get it, and I think they're younger. I yeah. think they expect well, you to get back to them or else something's wrong. And I got a lot of text people going, is something wrong? No, I told you I was leaving. I told everyone. Like, yeah, why am I? I, I, think I didn't talk to my parents the whole time. They weren't pissed. Shouldn't they care more than you? I think it's that you have to teach people that you'll get back to them on your own timeline. When, you can, when you're and, checking. And I also, there, I've started when having. Present, when you're present. Right? I've started having a thing where, you know, now you can press and hold on an iPhone and you can react with a thumbs up, a heart, an exclamation mark, question mark, whatever. And I've started realizing why am I texting people back when they text me? Some guy texted me, a friend of mine, but like a friend from a long time ago texted me and said, what, um, he said, hey, my friend said he saw you at this thing. How you doing? You okay? And I realized I just, and I, I think I gave him a thumbs up back, but it was, that's the most I could do. I realized what I really wanted to do was not text back. I mean, that's the most powerful thing you can do is just not return a text. Just say no. If you you're know? busy, if you're, it, because what happens is you have hundreds of errands to do every day if you keep responding all the time. So you, you have to set a time, or at least for me, to try to control it. You set a time when you're going to be able to respond or look at it. But the other times you have to be free. And people are taking classes to try to figure out how to become in the moment. It's these, uh, you know, mindfulness classes. Basically, what I would say is skip the class and put your phone in a drawer for 48 hours. You, I remember you telling on your birthday, you had a great birthday, you put your phone away and just hung out with your wife. Because you can't hang out with one person and have six other people you need to get back to. Yeah, all you, the have, you have I was to. Like, and I mean, I've, some I've people been a lot. Texted, uh, there were people that texted me and then t- texted April and they were like, is everything okay? Yeah, yeah. I, like, I told everyone that I was gone. I mean, like, I feel bad that everyone's so upset. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm to, popular either. You have but, to have an auto. You have to have an auto reply on your text that's saying. Well, do hey, they do that? Do they have that? Well, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they do. There's another underachieving failure of the telephone. There you go. There you go. Because you should be. Able, but I have found that I'm a lot happier if you know you're not supposed to look at a screen for an hour before you go to bed. But I've found that I'm a lot happier if I wake up and I do. 15, 20 minutes, as much time as I can without looking at my phone. I I just really find out that that starts my day in the right way. And a lot of, a lot of what I do for a living is on on the phone. So that's tough. And you're you're not being reactive to start your day, right? Right. And you're not getting sucked into the notifications and the, and I am almost now they've started talking about uh, the election more than the pandemic. And it just doesn't affect me that much. You know, all you can do, none of, I can't give any money. You know, I can't donate any money. So all I can do is vote for who I'm going to vote for. And so a lot of, uh, a lot of people have started uh, talking about the election. So I'm starting to stop. uh, I'm trying to stop reading the New York Times, the Washington Post, the Apple News. And I'm really, I'm wanting, because my email is just, I'm getting so far behind 
that I am really considering unsubscribing to all of those places because I can go to Apple News if I want to catch up. But the news that's coming in, it's almost like I'm fatigued from how much news we were intaking when the pandemic first happened. It's so crazy to me to think about how, I think a lot of people now are saying, isn't it crazy? It's been like six months of the pandemic. I think what's weird is that it's more normal to me to see people in masks than not now in New York City, especially. And I think that it's gotten to a point now where there's nothing. And I actually wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Let's do it. I've Let's really, it. I've put, you think so? Are, are we yeah, doing, we're the doing podcast right now? It's currently happening right yeah. now. <laughs> That's right. Why did I say I'd like to talk about it? I am on the podcast currently. I'm currently doing it right now. So I mean, this I, is a good time to do it. If there's any talk time to talk about something on the podcast, it's during the podcast. Yeah, it's the podcast. The podcast happening. I, I've, I've really been trying to focus on the fact that instead of future tripping, which is what we call thinking about the future when you have really no control over it and you have you don't have enough information to really even know, you're anxious for no reason, essentially, uh, to really accept that there's nothing I can do. These, As I was telling you off the air, you know, each of these clubs gets, I was almost sold out in Columbus, that got canceled. I was going to Buffalo, New York, that got canceled. My gig in Maryland just got canceled. Uh, you know, these these states keep canceling these shows and shutting the comedy clubs down, and there's really nothing I can do. And so as I watch us kind of slowly lose money every weekend and really, you know, plummet down into the depths of sadness, uh, you just can't do anything. So I've really tried to not be zen, but just understand this is out of our control. All we can do is just hope for you know, the best and then just keep living life and doing it. But last night I really got into the idea of um, really juggling, really um, just really making the effort to, uh, you know, build out the YouTube page, really do make the effort to be working out, cutting weight, writing, just writing as much as I can because that those are the only things you do have control, control over is, is right. how much yep. work ethic you have regarding the things that you actually can't What's control. The, it's, it goes back to the it's the serenity prayer, isn't it? Yeah, uh, you know the end of that prayer. I don't. No, it's no, God no. give us the strength to change yep. the things we can, uh, t- and and to accept the things we can't. That's essentially that's the hardest. That's essentially yeah, and that's the hardest part. It really is. It really is hard. Well, I think a lot harder than that is kissing your elbow. That's really, really tough to do and yeah. licking your nose. And you know what? Uh, especially, you know, cleaning your feet. Not easy for daddy long legs. No, it's really tough. Not it's, easy. Not easy. And, you know, daddy long legs doesn't have any daddy long arms. So he's all legs, no arms. You know, I think that's a real problem for him in the dating scene. It's really hard to fondle and caress when you don't have arms. Daddy long legs, you know what I'm talking about. Octopi, take a break. Take a break. Octopuses are all handsies. <laughs> True Breaking Lightning Rod, question three. Question three. That's uh, true, though. Octopuses, they say they have eight tentacles or eight arms, not eight legs. Yeah, are they are they just water spiders? I don't think so. I, I try and eat less calamari now because it turns out that octopuses are some of the smartest of all the animals. Are they really? 
Yeah, and they're emotional. They can solve puzzles to get food, and they're very, very intelligent. Their whole body is a brain, I think, is something that I read. I got to read more about that and talk more about octopuses. Yes, I, I feel like there's not a much, uh, there's not enough octopus material in your in your act, and I've always I've always been a little reticent to share that belief with you because I, I a lot of people. I'm it's glad not that you overcame your trepidation and yeah. went ahead and came clean about the lack of octopusy in yeah. my act. <laughs> I really, it's really been bothering me. I, I kind of just want like some more of that sweet, sweet octopus. Uh, that's all. To, to be honest, it feels good to clear the air. Yeah, it, really it does. does. It like, feels good really to, to have it out there, to have it out and about. You know, you wanted to talk about it on the podcast and then there you just did. There you go. I just did. I know. I took this opportunity on the podcast to do something on the podcast. And am I standing up straighter? Because that's a monkey that's no longer on my back. There we go. They got a little thing now that you can put on your back that sort of vibrates when you don't sit up straight. I'm thinking we're thinking about getting that. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. Mother-in-law? Oh, golly. I like it. Somebody, somebody at Old Faithful right now is rolling their eyes, going, "Oh boy, that was Old Faithful hack." Uh, Banger lightning round question three. Question three: uh, Tiger Shark, who's insulted? Oh, that's a really good one. Tiger Shark, who's insulted? I don't know. Do you think sometimes they they find it to be a compliment? Tiger's like, yeah, I am kind of the shark of the land, and the shark's like, oh, I am the tiger of the sea. Take, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it was- I think it's tar- tiger shark, mutual compliment. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, what were huh. you gonna I, say? What do you think? I was, I, I thought that the uh, shark would be insulted because I was gonna say, here's what I think: sharks come off as a lot more arrogant. They're yeah, they're very independent. Tigers. Yeah, they're very independent. They're like, because look, no, no, no I think, I think arrogant. No, no, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I do not think uh, independent. I, I think okay. arrogant. arrogant. I think okay. tigers are not arrogant. Okay, yeah, tigers have a little more modesty to them. I wish that there were more. Uh, there's not a lot of footage of a, a giraffe fighting a lion. And I've looked it up online, and I just, in fact, I'm going to write so this. funny that you're, I, I, man, I really do miss talking to you, buddy. It's great to catch up. I, it's so funny you bring that up because wins, like, number one, and I apologize for talking too much about my kids on the show, but they're no, big one of, one of them is one of the most important parts of my life. And the other but, one, the other one, one time I mistook for a, a an old rusty bucket. And uh, for about an hour and a half, I was praising what I thought was your son about his uh, beautiful drawing skills when he made me a card and up being a scarecrow that was half full. Looked like but I gotta goddamn, say, it was wet from three days of rain. But I got to tell you, almost every discussion with Wynn, my youngest, ends up being who would win in a fight and then he names two animals, you know, an elephant yeah. and a tiger. And it becomes that. And then it disintegrates into, and this was, I actually, you know what? This was a triple banger lightning round. Love this be auxiliary time. Auxiliary round. Triple banger auxiliary round. Wayne asked me this. Would you rather be eaten by a crocodile or a grizzly bear? Oh, God. Both are bad. I'm going to go right away with crocodile because you would drown. What they do is they spin. And I talk about alligators being these prehistoric killing machines, but they, they spin round and round and they go up and, you know, they go all over the place. And um, and they get you so you don't know which way is up, and so you drown. 
And so that would be much better because a grizzly bear eats you and you're still alive for a good portion of when it's eating you. And that's just the worst that's thing untenable. in the world. It's untenable. It's untenable. I think Louis C.K. has a joke about that, that in the very beginning of humanity, the way that you, you're most likely to die by being eaten alive. And that's just horrible. There's not a worse thing than being eaten alive. But I think also it's true that, um, you know, a grizzly bear. Yeah. I mean, there's that grizzly man, that guy, his girlfriend. Yeah. We're eaten alive. And, you know, I just can't imagine a worse thing to see your body being eaten as you die. Crocodile, they get you and they twist you under there and you'll drown. Yeah. You tell, you know, not, 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 not ideal. Not, not ideal. ideal. Um, you know, I was not using this as a segue into my grizzly story, but I might as well tell you we're walking. And, and I'll in, use it as a segue into my toddler getting eaten by an alligator story. Okay. Well, we're, we're in the Grand Tetons and uh, we're hiking in a pretty remote place. And How many people do you think called the Grand Tetons? Uh yeah, there is a percentage of people that co- probably do call it the Grand Tetons. This is the Grand Tetons. We we saw a grizzly. I'd, I'd rather have it be Teton than Tetoff. Yeah. Hey, Tetons, you know what I'm talking about. Tetoffs, you're not even a thing. You don't even exist. You're just a piece of wordplay. Tetons, take a break. <laughs> so we're in the Tetons and we're hiking and there's a... Can big- I ask you this before the story just so I don't forget it? I've yeah. been having a yeah. tough time trying to remember, figure out what this is. And that is, uh, it's it's a it's something about it's a saying, and I tried to look it up online. I couldn't find it, but it's, I'd rather be something in front of us than did it of but us. Do you know that saying? I mean, you almost might as well have said it. it's a saying. It's it starts with the I, and it ends with a period. No, it's uh, No, it's it's something like I'd rather be a fungus among us than a unfungi below yeah, pie. I don't, I don't, it's something like that, but it's like I'd rather be foreign I'd rather be ten feet in front of her than four feet behind her. Or so, it's something okay. like that. There's a then, you know what? Uh, twelve and a half chip in, let us know what that phrase is. Yeah, that would be you really good chime in and chip in also. Give us a little chip bit of in. money to figure out what that <laughs> yeah. But that chip is chipping some money so we can pay for some cash that. that we can pay somebody to figure out what They're this is. But also chime in if you can think of it something like I'd rather be this, this, than this, 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 than this, this, and this, this, this. Right. And it's and then chime it, chip it if you have to. But chip it, so chime it, and call it a nickel diamond. I don't, I don't think that. Let's be careful because we've got a crisis with the climate. <laughs> I don't think grizzlies. If you can't it. talk, just go ahead and mime it. You may uh, think you've gotten away scot free, but I got to tell you, that was a crime. It on ninety nine point seven, the rhyme. The rhyme, all rhymes, all the time. All the time. You, brother, can you spare a dime? Coming up next, snapping bingo. John up, Paul, George, and Ringo. Coming up next, it's going to keep you vexed. Hopefully, they don't put a hex on you with a nonstop rhyme, Bob. Hibbity clop dab rock. The guy, the guy goes crazy. Nonstop rock with your cock out. The night jockey. On the rhymer, 99.7 the, the rhyme. The night DJ for 99.7 the rhyme. He he doesn't even have to really make sense. It's so late and he always comes in drunk and he just has to rhyme. It doesn't have to make sense. So he's like, 
Coming up next, there's a bliggity blex when you're going to vex with your ex. We're going nonstop bip-bop with the hop-hop with the hip-hop. If it's going to be Easter, then you got to beast her, because you know you can't baste her when you're going to taste her. All right, it's all music coming up to Zik. You got to floozik when you juzik. Okay, let's choosik. Boozik, hoozik, newsity, foozik, woozik, boozik. Hey, Jim, can you get me another Jack Daniels? Otherwise, I'm going to be back here making manuals. It's time to bark with the tiger shark. I'm so sad it comes in timely granules until somebody gets me more Jack Daniels. Um, So you're in the Tetons. I'm in the Tetons. And uh, we see a grizzly up ahead about, I don't know, 20 yards ahead. And we, uh, he kind of goes off into the forest. But we were on that same path coming back, and we were very paranoid we'd see him again. So we and were. They're big. I mean, I've worked with one. They're big. They're big grizzlies. Yeah. So. Some of them weigh six. We're really pounds. nervous. If you we're really nervous. believe it, some of them. Because again, I just again we talked about in the last episode. I don't want to to die with a grizzly uh, situation. That's what the, when you die by grizzly, they call it a grizzly situation. Yeah, it's a it's in a uh, in a grizzly manner. And anyway, um, so we're making a lot of noise on the way back. We're uh, we're like singing really loudly, and uh, I have some music being played. I brought a little speaker yeah. to try to scare the grizzlies away. And I have this big stick, and I'm going to slam it against a rock periodically. And we come around this corner, and there's a grizzly right there. Wait, you have a rock in your hand, and you're hitting the rock? No, I'm finding a rock. Anytime I see a rock or a tree, I'll hit this big stick against it to try to make noise. And there's a grizzly like five feet from me. And I hit the rock right as I see him with the stick and he runs off into the forest. Whoa. I can't believe that he didn't see us or hear us coming. I mean, we were singing and like they don't they don't have great hearing, apparently. Um, and he was a monster. Well, they can only hear a certain decibel level. And so if you're singing in falsetto, that's they exactly can't what it hear was. It. Yeah. And so You've got to do a really bass. You know, you got to go, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. Oh, help me, Rhonda, help, help me, Rhonda. And then the Grizzlies just scatter. But if oh. you're there going, in the jungle, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep, that's the problem. That's the problem that you had. Maybe he was offended, too, because it was a lion song. So were you scared? Were you scared when you saw the Grizzly? I was really startled by it. I mean, it was it startled him, too, luckily. But if I hadn't had that stick... And I brought it home with me because it's like my lucky stick. Because I, I just don't think we would have seen each other. I mean, he was like five feet away. He was huge. We really scared each other. Well, so. it's interesting that um, first of all, they're very intelligent, and second of all, they wouldn't really eat a human. They, they only, they would only eat a human. This grizzly man had the same problem if they didn't get enough food before it's time to hibernate. Yeah. And so it's very strange that they sort of have really no reason. That's why they run away. It's it's not just that they're scared or startled. It's that they don't really have anything to do with you, and they know that you might be able to hurt them just like they could hurt you, but they don't need anything from you. But they're very intelligent animals. It's very strange. We you don't really know one. enough about you really bear. Did, you really did work with one. Um, For Yogi you, Bear, yeah. Yogi Bear, isn't that sort of your – your audition tape, I think it's on YouTube. Yeah, right? it's fucking you, great. Yeah, it's you auditioned amazing. by going into the uh, going into a a, a, a grizzly uh, 
What would that be? Where where were you at the zoo or something? I was at the Hollywood Animal Ranch. Okay. And it's uh, you know, it's um, uh, Hollywood Animal Ranch is uh, you know, for famous um, uh, for famous animals that are trained. And I rented a bear out there and did a, a, a sort of as a joke, I did a, um, you know, a, a, a thing with him, a thing. Right. I really did. I did a, the audition and it was so funny, but he was trained. So I really wasn't scared of him. And I ended up eating a marshmallow. The bear ate a marshmallow out of my mouth. But the bears are, you know, you're not supposed to raise your hand to them and you're not supposed to lie down on the ground near them. There are all these things that you just can't do because the bear, even if it's benevolent, it's got these razor sharp claws and they're just huge. They weigh hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So even if they just wanted to snuggle you or something, they could just get on top of you and kill you. I mean, really kill you and you can't really move away from them and you don't want to startle them. So it's very interesting. I mean, you know, it was an interesting experience, but I, I like bears a lot. That Grizzly Man documentary, though, that's really, really scary and weird. That was a weird, weird It was documentary. actually, it was sad, yeah. I, I was sad before I knew what how it ended. I was sad for him before it happened. You know, it was just one of these things where I just felt... He had a tough life and was an actor, you know, that was... I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You, it's it's weird. People are very strange. There are a lot of really strange people out there, I realized. Yeah. Yesterday. Yesterday, I was looking around. I was like, you know, there are really a lot of very strange people out there. <laughs> hey, you know what we should do? Because we haven't we've, we we got to do some maskers. We haven't talked in a while. We haven't talked in a while. We haven't, but but you're, it sounds like you're good. I mean, apart from having sort of some really terrible stuff happen uh with your with your wife that was your fault for jogging not running it sounds like you're doing pretty good and you're back are you going back into the forest as i asked you earlier are you gonna Uh, periodically i'm gonna have to but uh but this next four days that's the thing next four days i'm gonna put my phone in a drawer and i'm not gonna even look at it and i'm gonna hang out with my family for the first time in a while so i'm not talking i'm saying we have some family coming in so so, um, well, I'm, I'm going to do, I, but you're not, you're not taking them to the, uh, the forest in an RV. Not, not, not in the next not four days. I'm also bringing Hound Grog's day. Hound Grog's day. I right. love Hound Grog's day. Like 85% of superheroes. This is masters. Hound Grog's day writes, what's a good phrase for when I'm out yodeling with my homies. Yodelay, yodelay Horton. Here's Yes, I like that. Hashtag Yodelay, Yodelay Horton. Here's the who. I need to yeah. practice groundhogs. Groundhogs say. I love I that. I like the idea that homies are out yodeling together. That's. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing wrong. I know. I like it. Bodies out yodeling. Let's go yodeling. You think people used to say that to each other? I like Yoda. I really like, I think that's a good one. You know, between you and me, that's my favorite thing that I've ever heard in my life. That's a good one. I'm pulling up the Patreon ones. Uh, and uh, and we're going to take a look at... Uh, uh, Crossfire Hurricane writes, in honor of the Washington cannibals, 
I remember on a previous episode, we decided that the Washington football team should be called the Cannibals because Cannibals don't get enough. I don't know. It's a good nickname for it. I don't know why people are so offensive, offended by Cannibals. Um, it, I don't know why they don't, that isn't used as a team name more often. Would vegans be the grass-fed cows of people for cannibals? Um, yeah, I think so, right? V- will vegans be the grass-fed? Yes, I think vegans oh, okay. are the grass-fed uh, food of – you're saying that it that it's a person? Yeah. If, if a cow eats a person, then a vegan is grass-fed human being. Yeah. Yeah. Grass-fed meat. Yeah, I guess would be it. Yeah. Okay. How about this? Um, Okay. Jake Johnson writes, eight-year-old son posits mouth, just a face pocket. Yes. So I, I, yeah, yeah. So I read that one. That was one that I really loved. Um, and absolutely, I, I really enjoy um, the uh, the face pocket. I mean, that's really what it is. Because sometimes you put things in your mouth and you're not going to swallow them. Because if you swallow them, then really your stomach is a, is a body pocket, right? You're using your whole body as a pocket. But but the mouth is a face pocket. You can yeah. you can do it. So taco taco pizza burger sushi who I enjoy is if uh, he said, if you attach a ladle, I'm going to tell him right now. Um, hold on. You've got some wildlife oh. there in the background. I can hear crickets. Yeah. And, uh, there used to be cicadas. I mean, I am in the country. We are in long Island. We are in the Hamptons, so to speak. Taco pizza, burger, sushi writes, if you attach a ladle to another ladle, is that a double ladle is that a double ladle or do they cancel each other out? So if you attach a ladle to another ladle, is that a double ladle or do they cancel each other out? And what I think is if you attach a handle to a ladle, then the ladle becomes a ladle. Mm. Right. So you've said, right. so that in a way cancels out the original ladle because now you've, you know, you don't need two handles. So now you've got, the, the cup part of the ladle and the handle both become a ladle with your new handle. Um, but I think, you know, a double ladle would be pretty interesting. Kind of depends on where you attach it. You know, what I like is I like to attach the handle to the bottom of my ladle. So I've got a second ladle attached to the bottom of my ladle. And then I get a really tall pot. And I go down, and the bottom ladle. Gets, I've seen you do this. I've seen you do this. Seen it, and I use a step stool. And the, I mean, these are really tall pots here. You should and talk about it on the podcast. The bottom ladle. I would love to talk about this on the podcast. I would love to talk about this on the podcast. But the bottom ladle. This is for soups. Will get all of the 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 stuff that gets to the bottom of the pot, right? So if it's a mushroom and rice soup, it gets all the rice and the mushroom. I don't really like rice mushrooms. But if it's vegetable soup, if it's Italian wedding, it'll get the little Uncle Pepito and Uncle Danny, what's his name? And Cousin Trina from the Italian wedding soup. It'll get all of those sort of the delicious morsels that go down to the bottom of the pot. But the the higher up ladle, the, the second ladle, the higher ladle just gets broth. 
And then when you pour it into your, then you get an even heaping helping from your double ladle of the, the good stuff, the food stuffs from the soup and equal amounts of broth. So an equal amount of what the soup is consisting of and the broth. So I, 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 I highly recommend both the double ladle and the old seven foot pot with a step stool. And I'll be selling t-shirts that say that in 1990 never. On on 99.7 The Rhyme, we're attaching a ladle to a dreidel. (laughs) We're we're rhyming on it. And making Uh, a double a freidel. All right. So Blair Carlisle, also a patron. And the Patreon people, I appreciate you guys so much. It's so fun. It's been fun to... um, It's been fun to talk to you guys and to... I don't know. It's just like we've always said, the 12 and a half really feel like friends. So Blair Carlisle says, I need some advice. I want to be as nasty as I want to be. Mm -hmm. But what if I get too nasty? What if I can't stop? Is there a limit to the nast? And Mm. first of all, I love you using nast as as the noun of nasty, which of course is an adjective. Look, I can answer this. Yeah, one. please do. So again, he's I saying, I want to be as nasty as I want to be, as nasty as he wants to get, obviously. But what if I get too nasty? What if I can't stop? Is there a limit just, to the nast? Let me just say, and, and I, I'm sort of someone that really can speak to this because I was one of the first to ever really get nasty. That's and, very true. And, and think, also know, one of the you know very few to get as nasty as you wanted to be. I wanted to be. And I got extremely (laughs) nasty for a long period of time. And I'm going to say in no uncertain terms that, uh, no, you can't stop. Once you start, you can't stop. Once once you pop, you can't stop. It's like Pringles. I I get nasty and that's just who I am now. It's part of my, my whole thing. And you can't really put a lid back on. You can't. It's Pandora's box getting nasty. And so if you feel like you're, you can't handle it, you may not want to start at all. You may not want to get as nasty, but I think, I think if you just start off getting a little bit nasty, not as nasty as you want to be, but maybe just nasty enough as you can be. Yeah. Not as nasty as you can be, but maybe just get as nasty as you want and don't want to get too nasty. Mm -hmm. Then I think, I think you're in a good place. Let's do a, let's do a, just because he is uh, truly, uh, truly um, uh, not only a, a great writer, but a fast writer, uh, prolific is what I was going to say. And he's in the $25 per month category, which if you're doing $25 a month, your maskers are going to get on. So we'll go back and forth, but we're going to do a lightning round of these maskers. They're really good. Lightning round masker style. It's Adam Metropolis, and we love his, uh, you know, we love his maskers. So here we go. Uh, So I'm going to throw one out. You try and answer it quickly. I'll throw in if there is. Okay, here we go. These are all since July 7th. So here you go, Adam. This is a your lightning maskers. Adam Metropolis. $25 $25 a month. Lightning round Metropolis stuff. Yeah, that's right. Is swiping left or right contingent upon the enjoyability of the bowel movement? Uh, and I think that's, he's implying you're on the toilet, right? You're looking through Tinder. First of all, don't be on the toilet looking at possible future mates that you want to have a child with. Um, because For that very reason. I think because if you're having, if this is some hard shit that you're going through, then 
you know, you don't want to be making a decision on swiping left or right, right? Right. Okay, Italian deep dish rectal exam, colonoscopizza, <laughs> hashtag NASCARS. Again, getting as nasty as he wants to be. Yeah, I, I think feel like absolutely he as, nasty as, he, as he wants to be, and he hasn't been able to, there's no off button for him. I think there it is. That's exactly no the point. Button. But yeah, deep dish rectal exam is a colonoscopizza. It doesn't even need to Which be a time. By the way, that I use a lot, I always say that guy's got no off button. Um, yeah. Do any of us really? Do we have an off button? Is uh, bat? Yeah, Kate will press it sometimes when she's tired of me making a lot of noises and acting too hyper, and I just shut down. Uh, is Batman immune to COVID? No, no one is immune to COVID except the Joker because he doesn't care. Uh, Adam writes: uh, Nicotine, the cure for masturbation? Serious question. Hashtag maskers. I would say no. I would say though masturbation can be the cure for nicotine. I've known quite a few people that uh, had an oral fixation, and what they did is uh, to keep, they would masturbate with both hands whenever they wanted to have a cigarette, thus not being able to. But I had one guy that was smoking two packs a day. I gave him that advice. He was masturbating constantly throughout the day with two hands. The guy learned how to smoke with his foot. <laughs> I mean, what do you want me to say? These camel lights are delicious. And that guy they called... Daddy Long Legs. Oh, Daddy Long Legs Smokefoot. Uh, Baby Bop. Whore. I don't get that one. Baby Bop. Whore. I'm not sure. Uh, Masks on buttholes. Too lenient. Maskers. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Adam, sometimes, like you're saying, you said sometimes consistency is better than being great every once in a while. I think you shoot for just being great every once in a while. But I like this one. Changing games. Game changer? Yes. I think changing games is always a game changer in the game, right? From downtown, yes. That is a yes. Regarding ranch dressing, is it appropriate to be liberal with it at a KKK rally? Yeah, I'm not going to speak on that. I, I Here's what I think. Uh, instead of a KKK rally, I think it is funny if you're at a conservative, like a student conservative high school government meeting, you you just make liberal comments as you're pouring a lot of ranch dressing on. So you're just really pounding the ranch dressing on your salad. And you're like, I mean, it's a woman's right to choose. And if we have sort of these, uh, you know, these mental health checks, then the people wouldn't have guns that we're supposed to. And all of them are like, hey, what are you talking about, man? You go, oh, I'm sorry. Look at the dressing. I'm just being liberal with it. You know, if fish swim through an angular pipe, is it carp? Is it a carp l tunnel i like that one instead of carpal tunnel syndrome i think it should be if a fish swims through angular pipes over and over is it a carpal tunnel syndrome that's how i would have written it but i like it i still i like that is a strong premise it oh and i'm not going to do this nascars because if it bleeds it leads a feminist motto uh this one's for you cash what is a racial facial <laughs> these are getting tough, Adam. These are getting a little right, racist. I'm gonna I'm gonna sift through them. If Richard Pickler pickles penis, is Dick Pickler a di- Dick Pickler? If Richard Pickler pickles penis, this is like if Peter Pepper picked a pipe of peckers. Yes. Uh, I think Richard. If listen, Richard penis 
If Richard Pickler pickles a penis, is Dick Pickler a Dick Pickler? Yeah, it's that's Nasker's also. That's that's tough. I want you to come back to me with a little bit different in there. Uh, if you drop a vitamin C tablet on the floor, is there a five second rule extension? Mm, I like that one. What do you think that's about that? I like that. I think, yeah. What do you think about the five second rule? I think it depends on what you drop. And I think a, a vitamin C or how about, um, um, what do they give you if you have like syphilis? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think there, there is something for what, what that. Kind of, what kind of medicine do they give you? I forgot. I don't know. I mean, I've only had it 10 or 20, 23 what was times. The medicine that, that cured well, here's what I, here's what I think you're saying. If you drop any antibiotic on the floor. If you drop right, exactly. If you drop antibiotics on the floor, I think you'd you know the five second rule doesn't apply. But also, what you're saying is if you drop any, and I've dropped my seizure medication on the ground, there is no second rule. I can pick it up if I find some of that medication that I've dropped in the past. I just pop it in just to prevent a seizure. Doesn't matter what's on it. It's better not to have a seizure. I, I've eaten cat hair and uh, a pickled dog dick. That's not true. That's nasty. That's the greatest. What's the longest you've ever, what second rule, what's the longest you've ever left something on the ground and still eaten it? I'm trying to think about that. I, you know what I'm going to do? Watch this. Ready? Hold on. Yeah. How many seconds are in three and a half months? Uh, I did a 210 second rule. Um. And uh, and that was three and a half minutes, uh, uh, but uh, you know what I did was I did a um, uh, that's what I did I did I tried to put in a thousand a ten thousand month rule and that yeah. is two point six two e plus ten seconds. So I. Um, Hold on. Multiply the time. Okay, hold on. So let's go back to week. Yeah, so I I left something out for, uh, I found something that I had done. uh, I'll I'll leave certain things out for, I'll do a a 604,800 second rule, which is one week. So I think medication gets a 604,800 second rule. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I feel good. I, I actually feel good I feel about... Like really, I, I, feel, I feel like we really flushed that out. Yeah, I yeah. feel really good about what I just did and how much time I spent on it. And then finally, last one from Adam. Uh, Turnikov. Russian diplomat or instructions during a physical... I love that. Turn and cough. Turn and cough. Turn your head and cough. Right. Love it. So that's uh, um, that's great. That's a really really. Good from now on, you got to stay away from racial facials, and if it bleeds, it. Go, well, go after you know the turn and cough. Uh, Russian diplomat. In fairness, he might have thought he was on ninety nine point seven. The rhyme. That's exactly yeah. right. So maybe that was a factor. Um, okay, so here's a couple. Um, uh, Gaviskin Nowhere writes a naked pig running onto the field during a sporting event. Streaky bacon. Yes, I love that. 
Well, wait, was it a naked guy? I think a naked guy running with a hot souffle hoping that it doesn't fall. That's streaking and bacon. Streaking and bacon. Streaking bacon is when you're you're doing a uh, a maple bacon donut. You're making one while you're running in the nude. Gregory Baker, we answered this one, right? What items uh, are essential or not crucial to making a house a home? Did we go over that? I think we did. We talked about that one. Yeah. Yes. So he yes. said, okay. if Coca-Cola yeah. was allegedly named because it included cocaine, what the hell was Pepsi named for? And I think that it put some pep in your step. Mm. So I think it's interesting that Coca-Cola went after cocaine, but Pepsi, it just had a little pep to it. It wasn't full-blown cocaine. It was just peppy enough. Uh, and Gregory Baker did another one. If a snake slept in a bad position... Would he wake up and, okay, if a snake slept in a bad position, would he wake up and his him would be asleep? <laughs> I get it. I love it. That's very funny. So snakes don't have legs, right, or arms. Your arm wouldn't be asleep. Your leg wouldn't be asleep. Gregory, this is a winner. If a snake slept in a bad position, would he wake up and his him would be asleep? So he would be asleep. So actually, instead of his him... I do yeah. think if a snake sleeps in a bad position, he wakes up and he's asleep. <laughs> he's like, I slept so badly last night, I woke up and I was asleep. I had to that's shake it out to try and get the circulation going in. <laughs> Gregory Baker, hey, that's my number I, one maskers in a long That's time. a good one. Oh, wait, there's one more good one I want to give you. Snail trailing writes, better name for a glove compartment, outdated map compartment? Yes. Unread, unread car manual compartment or assorted fast food condiments and napkins compartment. I like the last two. Um, unread car manual. Yeah, I think for sure. But the condiments and napkins that haven't been used compartment. I like that one a lot. Snail trailing is great. Gregory Baker says cow farts. Dairy air. And I do. I like that one, too. I'm a sucker for the wordplay. I mean, hey, Gregory, I like that ass. I like that bovine ass because your cow farts is derriere. Yeah. Uh, Why do we refer to guns as arms and refer to our arms as guns? Why do you think? What do you think about that? I think we say, look at these guns because of we call guns our arms, you know? Uh, and and also ticket to the gun show, all that kind of stuff. That works better if you uh, you know you say. But I, th- I think it originally comes from um, from that. Um, okay, so snail trailing. Anything else from? Uh, from- I, I think the glove compartment for me though is yes. Yeah, tell me what you think about more that. of a it's more of a receipt compartment. You just stub you shove receipts in there. No, sometimes I stub them, and that's when you stub something, stub. but also shove it. Yeah, so you're stuffing yeah. and shoving. That's stuff stubbing. Shove. Yeah, if you yeah. do the old stuff and shove, as Kate is uh, Kate likes to call it, <laughs> that sounds so horrible. My wife will tell me to do the old stuff and shove. The old stuff that's and shove. Stub. You know what the old stuff and shove is? That's when that's when you're having a little trouble. <laughs> Getting it. Mara, Mara writes to where it needs to be. If something that you eat has too much salt on it, is it insulting to your taste buds? Insulting. Uh, hmm. Okay, ready? So, um, I like that one. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I like that one too. What's the answer? 
Now, is that, I think the answer is yes. Oh, how about that? This is the best. Kevin A writes, is a wrinkle-free shirt ironing? Is a wrinkle-free shirt ironing? Irony. Iron E. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot there. It's uh is a is an iron always wrinkle free? Are there any wrinkle free irons? Mm-hmm. I think every iron is wrinkle free. Crossfire Hurricane writes, in honor of the Washington cannibals. We talked about this though. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, apologies. I'm just getting so excited about this. Uh and I also hate that maskers has now been taken over by a lot of people that are saying these people that mask up, the very people that uh, you try and scare with your argument technique mm-hmm. uh, for not having masks are on, you know. So Audio Braille, uh, Manda Nasty, who I love, she Manda Nasty always gets as nasty as she wants to be because she is nasty. Right. Uh, is a good name for a podcast about computer programming and comedy called Catching In with T.J. Miller? Cashing with a C A C H I N G. I love that. That's a good one. And I love the abacus uh, emoticon also, or the emoji. I love the abacus emoji. I've been doing that a lot. One more about me, one more from me, because this is, you know, we've, we've talked a lot about animals on this show. Kevin A also writes, and then that's at Zeitwriter writes, if our hands were trout, would we greet them by slapping them or making them kiss? Yeah. Hmm. I think we'd make them kiss. I think we would make them kiss. We'd make those trout kiss. I There's a place called Trout Pond near me, and I want to go in there and kiss a trout. I've always wanted to give a trout a nice kiss on the, the fish lips. Uh, Aaron, I.I. Ranjai, A.A. Ranjai, uh, I like this one, uh, and this is a cashing, cashing in quotes. So it's, why are they called donuts? Shouldn't they be called dough rings? And I not only agree with that, I think donut holes should be called doughnuts. That's the nut of the dough ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if that's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I do think, I, I like that. I like uh, donuts versus dough rings. And follow cashing in quotes, by the way. Um, yeah. I, I, cashing in quotes is just such a great one to... Uh, I don't know. Just a great one to uh, to to follow. learn about, to learn about the truth. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. Well, telekinetic parrot. Uh, the quote that uh, they took from that is TJ. That's me saying. I'd say I've masturbated just about every time I've gone north on the I five, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. And like Cash just said, you follow uh, cashing in quotes to get uh, to get the truth. All tids, no bits. And wait, this hound grog's wait, day. Wait, 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 wait. I have one comment about that, about the I-5. There she blows! There she blows! Somewhere a park ranger is rolling his eyes. Let the aardvark do its job. <laughs> 